I would hope that, you know, I don't have to go out and say, this is what I my legacy to be. I hopefully that that's something that just, just kind of comes naturally and, and will evolve based on what, you know, the others kind of feel, kind of like what's happened in the last 15 to 18 years. Welcome to the AESD Scoop, connecting beyond the classroom to bring you conversations pertaining to our children, the future generation. Connecting with local and national experts to answer igniting questions the kids of tomorrow face. Connecting to bring you trustworthy resources, advice, and expertise for modern-day families. Tune in on Wednesday. This is the AESD Scoop. Welcome back, AESD listeners. This is Betsy Hargrove, Superintendent of Avondale Elementary School District, and we are so pleased that you joined us today. We have one of our phenomenal leaders here, and we're helping him to celebrate one of those benchmarks or milestones that we uh, that we have in our lives. And I'm really excited to introduce to you one of our principals. Wayne, will you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Wayne Deffenbaum, principal of Desert Thunder School. Uh, and I'm happy to be here, glad to be here. Well, we are glad that you're here, not just today, but every day, because you have been a longtime leader in Avondale Elementary School District. Um, before you actually get maybe into Avondale, why don't you talk about your 30 years in education uh, that, that led you to the last 18 being here? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it started 30 years ago this coming August. Uh, I graduated from Northern Arizona University uh, in 1992, spring of 92, and uh, was lucky to be hired. And uh, I'm a native Arizonan, born and raised here, third generation, actually, uh, Arizonan. Um, I always lived in Southern Arizona, or I guess we say Central Arizona, grew up in a small mining town here in Arizona, Superior Arizona, uh, and always wanted to, to live in the pines, never really, you know, got to go to the pines or anything like that, so ended up at NAU kind of by accident, uh, but uh, best education you could get, uh, and then I was hired to teach second grade in the Humboldt Unified School District in Prescott Valley, Arizona. And uh, if anybody's been up to the Prescott, Prescott area, they know it's, a, it's a, a beautiful area up there. So thought I would be there the rest of my life, loved it there, uh, taught uh, nine years in the Avondale School, or excuse me, in the Humboldt School District, uh, second grade, loved second grade, thought I'd always uh, stay in my, with my second graders and my, my little guys. Um, but uh, about my second or third year, my principal at the time, uh, you know, saw something and uh, I guess I was kind of outspoken as a, as a teacher and you know thought I'd, I'd be a, a good candidate to, to think about the administration. So uh, BJ Pavlich was her name and she pushed me into, uh, not pushed me, kind of directed me into uh, going into administration and thinking about leadership. Um, so I uh, moved up to fifth grade so I can get some experiences at, the, at another grade level. Uh, uh, by that time, had another principal, uh, Mike Meisner, who became another mentor of mine and uh, was working on my master's degree in ed leadership through NAU. Um, and uh, he says, really, you need kind of the middle school experience. I thought, you know, never, never thought about doing middle school. I love my little guys, my second graders. So I went to one of our, our this middle school in the, the Humboldt School District that we fed into there in the Prescott Valley area, uh, Bradshaw Middle School. Uh, taught sixth grade there for one year and moved up to seventh grade, taught seventh grade for half a year. And uh, the next year, that same year, seventh grade, half year, and kind of did uh, administrative work that second year. And uh, ended up, uh, you know, 
like in the middle school, uh, you know, I really would say I'm, I'm truly a, a primary teacher. I love my little guys, uh, but I had the opportunity to have some of my students as second graders, as fifth graders. I had them in sixth grade, and then I had them in seventh grade again. And, you know, one of the very funny stories I tell, and, and anybody in education, you know, has heard this before, oh, my teacher didn't teach me that. I didn't learn that. And, you know, my seventh graders, you know, tried to pull that off me. And I'm like, oh, no, I, I, I taught you in second grade, taught you in fifth grade, taught you in sixth grade. So I know you, I know I taught that to you, but uh, it's just, oh, yeah. they couldn't get over on you on that one. No, couldn't. It's just interesting seeing those little guys that were the second graders growing up to be uh, eighth grade or seventh graders by that time. And the same personalities they had as second graders, it doesn't change. They've got the same personality as, as a, as a middle schooler, um, you know, just they're a little bit bigger and, uh, but they're still, they're still the little guys that I had, the, my little second graders that I had. And that's what I say. It's, you know, seventh and eighth grade middle school. They're just, uh, they're just second graders and bigger bodies. You know, they still make the same mistakes and have the same challenges and do the same great things that they did as a second grader, um, as a middle schooler. So, um, at that time I, uh, Oh, wait a second. I have to stop you on that because I will forget to go back. All I'm doing is imagining your your children in, at home between you and Jenny and recognizing that you're probably looking at your young adults saying you had this personality when you were two. Yeah. You had this personality when you were 12. You still have this personality and, and watching each one of them, each one uniquely different from, from the other with these amazing gifts and strengths and these personalities that are phenomenal. So the impact that you've made on your own personal journal and the impact that you've made on these second graders, fifth graders, sixth graders, seventh graders is, is just phenomenal. So sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you. So you are now in Humboldt, you're in junior high. What happened then? Yeah, well, just talking about my kids a little bit. I have four boys. Uh, mm -hmm. They all grew up in education, whether they wanted to or not. My two oldest, uh, I still remember them taking them to go work on a Saturday and you know my wife had something to do so we I loaded up the wagon and the tricycle and you know they were going up and down the hallway while I'm in the classroom working and stuff like that uh, my oldest uh, my wife was an educator is an educator was a teacher at the time too and uh, my oldest uh, spent some days in the principal's office in his baby carriage because my wife you know beginning of the year end of the year I can't remember when it was um, she was at our school. Uh, she traveled to all the different schools in the district, but was at my school at the time. And uh, you had to do a few things. And my principal at the time, uh, his name was Mike Meisner, uh, had said, you know, you can leave him, you can leave Justin in the office. So he was in the principal's office at, you know, at the tender age of about six months <laughs> already there. And that was probably the first and last time he was ever in the principal's office. I think he he went one time later, but, uh, but yeah, so had the opportunity, uh, just talking about Mike Meisner. He was my principal uh, there in, at, at uh, the elementary school I was at and became really good friends of his. Um, his wife, uh, ex-wife, actually ended up being um, working in, in the Avondale School District where I am now. Uh, she was, uh, Hillary Meisner was her name at the time. She was a principal, a teacher, actually assistant superintendent, curriculum director, came back and taught for me too. So I've known this family forever. Um, but he went down to Gila Bend to become principal and uh, called me up one day and said that he uh, has a position as an elementary school principal in Gila Bend, Arizona. Mm -hmm. And I said, Gila Bend, I live in Prescott. It's beautiful here. Why would I want to go, 
you know, all the way down, back down to the desert, but it was, a, it was a, an opportunity. And I remember my wife telling me that, uh, you got to remember, this is Mike, the superintendent, not Mike, your friend that's calling you up and wanting you <laughs> to come down and, and interview. So we took a trip down, my wife and I took a trip down to Gila Bend. It reminded me a lot of the, the town that I grew up in, uh, a small town, very close knit. Uh, uh, so I made the move and went down there and uh, commuted back and forth for three years. I actually lived in the West Valley um, in the Avondale School District area um, mm -hmm. and uh, in, stayed there three years and uh, decided uh, my third year that, you know, it's just, I'm just, the drive is a bit and my, I, by that time had another son and uh, wanted just to be closer at home. So um, I applied in uh, the Avondale School District as a teacher. Uh, I mentioned Hillary Meisner. She was a principal at that time at Wildflower School and uh, was able to get me three interviews within, or actually I, I turned my application in, but just uh, was able to get three interviews. I interviewed uh, at the old Pioneer, uh, which is mm -hmm. now uh, um, LSLC Felix. Uh, at Michael Anderson and Desert Thunder and Desert Thunder hadn't opened yet it was getting ready to open uh, and uh, ended up getting a job here at Desert Thunder first as a teacher with Dr. Beeson uh, Dr. Janet Beeson and then uh, she had said that she had we didn't have an assistant principal at the time but it was called the student advisor so it was kind of a, a, a teacher with administrative responsibilities and you know kind of asked if I was interested in that and I said yes I am and interviewed for that. So I was hired as the uh, student advisor, uh, helped open the school. Um, and I think that was in 2004, 2005. Sounds right. Uh, and we, we grew, we, I'm not, I can't remember what our beginning population was, but by the end of the year, we were close and up over 900 students. Uh, so that assist or that student advisor position quickly moved into an assistant principal position. So, um, was assistant principal for three years. Uh, and then uh, Dr. Beeson retired, uh, interviewed for the principal position. And I've been here 15 years later as principal. Um, you know, and I still remember the West Valley. Um, I grew up on the, the east side of the, of the valley. Superior is uh, east of the, the Phoenix area. So I've never really, really been to the, the, east, the West Valley at all. But uh, Estrella Parkway was a two-lane road. Um, Desert Star wasn't there yet. It was a wildflower. It was the only school on the on this side of town. And I remember seeing Desert Thunder. I didn't know it was Desert Thunder at the time. Every now and then, I lived in that this area. Every now and then, I would take a freeway to, to commute down to Gila Bend. Sure. And, uh, would see the school sit out in the middle of nowhere. Not there was nothing yet. there, right? Nothing there, just fields. And I'm like, why? Why? I didn't really know much about the Avondale School District at that time. Why would you build a school way out here in the middle of nowhere? Mm -hmm. um, so it was it ended up being desert thunder uh, okay yeah. so so now and I don't want to interrupt you but I, I I just want to point out to our listeners now you can barely see the flagpole from the freeway yeah. to be able to say oh there's where desert thunder is yeah you used to be able to see it right there even even for years but I, I'm going to tell you even 303 and right the past 10 years you could easily see it pick it out no problem now it's like oh it is now buried within communities upon communities it is yes. there has been change there has been, Lots has of change. been. positive but, you know, change say go for it 
I was going to say just positive change, but I was going to say also, you know, talking about my boys, my boys are a big part of my life and uh, they, they, uh, they grew up here at Desert Thunder too with me. And actually two of my sons did go to the Avondale school district for a while. My oldest was a first grader at uh, Wildflower because Desert Star wasn't open yet mm-hmm. and uh, ended up going uh, next year, Desert Star opened second grade, uh, third grade, part of fourth grade. And then we ended up moving and my second son went kinder first uh, and second, I believe here. But uh, just another funny story, how small the education community is and everything like that is that his first grade teacher over at Wildflower is a teacher of mine here at Desert Thunder, uh, Remy Claremont. She was his, oh, that's right. his first, first grade teacher over at, at Wildflower and uh, ended up, she, Remy's been with me here for, I, I'm thinking 10, 10 years or so at least now. I, I think you're right, yeah. So yeah, so so she's, she's kind of, kind of a or she it makes her feel a little bit older too and you know my son comes who's now 26 and has a full beard and <laughs> she remembers this little guy that uh you know was trying to please and do anything that you know you'd want them to do so mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so they got to spend some time here in desert or here in the Avondale school district also well I'll tell you I think that 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 is something that resonates with me so much with you um Wayne and and really all all who I would say just exemplary educators in the sense that your 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 life is not two different lives. You don't have a home life and a in a work life. Uh, I I really believe that blending of those two lives is so critically important to being successful on both sides of them. It, it, something we always say in Avondale is you know you can't take care of our Avondale family unless you take care of your home family. And, and those two things cannot be separated. They, they truly can't. Um, very similar to you, my, my, my dad was a superintendent, a principal and a teacher. And I think I went to every one of, you know, the middle school dances that they held uh, when he was a principal there, or, you know, was, was in literally at the time when the Xerox machine didn't do it, collating the parent teacher handbook and stapling them for weeks on end each summer or putting together a master schedule, whatever it was. And I, I know everyone at Desert Thunder knows, knows your boys. All of the people that you work with here in the district know about them, about their journey and their successes and the wonderful celebrations that you've shared with us so that we can help to celebrate with your family at home. There's, there's so much power to that. So thank you for doing that. No, thanks. Yeah, no, they... They grew up here. They knew that beginning of these beginning of the year meant that they had to come to school and help, you mm-hmm. know, pack boxes and deliver supplies to teachers. Uh, you know, the year that we we used to have TVs in every classroom, and uh, you know, it was a challenge for our tech department because they uh, they just were so busy with things. I said, "Well, I've got four boys, and there's three of them. My old, my youngest was too young at the time. They're big. They're strong." I said, "Can I have them take the TVs down?" And you know, Dr. Gargo might not want to hear this, but we they they spent two or three days here. They took down all my TVs and everything, and got them loaded up and you know uh, staged and everything ready to go. But they've always been here. My youngest hasn't spent as much time as the others, but you know even this last year, it's like, dude, you need to come with me. It's you need your turn too. You, I need help at school, so come on. That's awesome. That you that know, they, they spent. You know they they have their carnival nights at their schools and then they come to our winter festival or our spring fling and 
you know, they've always been part of that too. So it's a real family. It's a real family connection that, that, that you certainly have made and that the Desert Thunder and Avondale family have embraced. So that's just such, such a wonderful example. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so you literally, I'm just gonna bring back to the perspective, you've been at Desert Thunder since the day it opened. Yes. And, and really probably by and large had a, had a hand in, a touch in hiring all of, all of the staff that have come through over the past 18 years, right? With the exception of the original staff members, I was one of the last ones that was hired. Oh, okay. so I didn't really have a hand in the ones that were originally hired. And I think there's one, two, I think there's three of us left from that first year. Wow. Still here. Myself, uh, Mrs. Amasquita, one of our paraprofessionals, um, Mrs. Signs, Katrina Signs, our okay. counselor. She was a fourth grade teacher when we first started. And uh, I know I'm missing somebody. Uh, Mrs. Aguilar, Tina Aguilar. Yeah. Uh, taught sixth grade math and then I had talked her into moving up into middle school doing math she wasn't you know too sold on that but once she got there she loves it eighth grade math and she is now one of our instructional coaches our master teachers and and uh is is uh you know she lives in you know breeze desert thunder also so she's been with me yeah. uh, you know there's a couple others in the district Becky Haynes um, that's who I was thinking. Yeah, mm -hmm. been with us since the very beginning and uh, has now uh, at uh, our online academy and made a choice that and, and you know, and just funny story about uh, Mrs. Haynes, her mother, who was an educator also and just recently passed away, but she used to come and volunteer quite a bit and stuff here. Uh, she actually was a first grade teacher in the school that I student taught in up in, up in uh, Flagstaff. So, you know, how does that work? <laughs> I'm just thinking about, let's see, I, I've heard Flagstaff, I've heard Humboldt, I've heard NAU, I've heard Gila Bend, I've heard Avondale. And actually, I know, and I also know that when uh, you and Jenny moved to Pendergast, that Hillary was reconnected over there to your family. I mean, those when you think about the complexity of those connections, it's pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. it's small education is a very small community. I mean, I, I know this is just another funny story. Uh, you know, that's being here at Desert Thunder um, for 18 years. I it used to be I had one or two students that came back or that came that still live in the area that have their kids here. Now I can't keep count of the number of students that were students of mine, and now they're parents of mine. And their mm -hmm. kids are here at Desert Thunder. It, there's got to be at least ten of them now, and I know there's some out there that I'm not really, you know, they 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 haven't, you know, say, hey, yeah, you remember I'm here. But it's just so uh, neat to kind of when I'm out in the community and stuff, and I'll go through the drive-through or I pull up, and they're like, "Are you Mr. Deffenbaugh?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He says, "You were my principal at Desert Thunder," and I'm like, wow. and "Then I'm trying to remember who they are and give me a few minutes, and they mention the name. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember you, but." Uh, you know, another funny story about, you know, the small education community and just, you know, I was at, my sons went to Westview High School, mm -hmm. uh, my three oldest, and uh, we were there for, it was my oldest uh, meet the teacher night, uh, going through, went into uh, his, I believe it was his, his government teacher's classroom. Uh, his name was Mr. Wattis, 
you know, went in, introduced myself, glad to meet you. Let me know, you know, just, you know, the small talk that you have. And, you know, he says, uh, you know, he says, oh, we've met before. And I'm like, okay, where did we meet? And I'm trying to think back, you know, he was, I wasn't at Desert Thunder long enough then to have anybody that's graduated from college. What comes to turn out, he was a student of mine up in Prescott Valley at the middle school. Oh my goodness. I had him as a sixth grader and seventh grader, uh, Mr. Wow. Wattis. He was my son's teacher. So yeah. I love so. that. I absolutely love that. I, I think about the um, the the retention and, and the stability of staff. When I when I think specifically with our administrators, just phenomenal um, longevity and continuity of our staff and stability, which I think makes such a tremendous difference as we continue that that improvement process that we're always on. You know, we have the same uh, vocabulary. We we are very aware of the direction that we're going, and, and we're all kind of working toward that uh, a, together very seamlessly. You've also had that over at Desert Thunder with your staff. Uh, and, and being able to say, okay, this is the direction that we're going and people leaning into that and, and knowing that they're going to, they're going to be a part of something really big and really, really positive. And the and around that is when you talk about your families that you had in, in school who now are graduated college who are coming back either with their own children and having them go through your school and, and that level of trust. I, I just would like, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, how that, how that impacts your ability to lead. It's great. It's heartwarming to, to know that, you know, you know, that the students that I have are, are, you know, the parents, some of the parents or students that I've had here. And, you know, it is, it, it's neat to see them to come back into the community. And, you know, sometimes I, you know, I'm not sure if this is what you're really asking, but sometimes when I'm driving in or driving out, especially when I'm driving out at night, you know, at five, six, clock in the evening and driving through the community and I see you know families coming back and that you know the parents are coming from work and, mm -hmm. and 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 just thinking that uh you know I wonder if they're thinking well you know who is this guy was you know I don't recognize him in the community but it's like well I've probably been in this community longer than you have you know <laughs> here at Desert Thunder you know being here for 18 years but it, it's I think that trust is you know when you talk about that I have several staff members that that choose to, to have their students come or their kids to come to school here at Desert Thunder because they trust the the staff and the teachers and the, and the direction that we're going. Um, many of my paraprofessionals that I have are were parents first and volunteers first and started off as a lunch duty and then moved into another position and moved into and they're some of my most loyal um, um, employees here at Desert Thunder. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and they they're here because they want to be here because the climate and culture that we've 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 grown together. And that that we have um, here at Desert Thunder, um, you know, and it's and I can't take credit for it, but you know, our uh, our model here at Desert Thunder is soaring to the top, learning, 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 no exceptions, you mm -hmm. know. And it's it's kind of we we had we've been having been able to to go back and have some in person uh, assemblies. We call them our Eagle Pride assemblies or quarters assemblies. I've been and to they're, several. They're not like they're not like they were before. So we're slowly getting back, but we still try to keep it uh, keep it at a, a social distance and that. But that's one of the things not being able to come together as much as we we used to, and we're able to. Not all my kids are really used to and know that that you know why do we come to school because we're going to learn, learn, learn. So it's getting them back into that, especially my little guys. They're not you know my older kids know that because they've been here forever, but. My kinders and first graders, you know, they haven't heard that, 
on a consistent basis because we haven't been able to come together as much as we had in the past with the pandemic. But, uh, but yeah, you know, that saying kind of goes back to the, the legacy that Dr. Beeson left here. She was always about, you know, asking the kiddos, you know, why are you here? We're here to learn, learn, learn. So we kind of, I kind of expanded that to soaring to the top, learning, learning, learning. And then when we became, you know, kids at hope, you know, bringing in that no exceptions part of it. So, you know, and that's a, I think that that's that's a model that hopefully is not going to go away for a long time. Um, it'll be here for for you know if anything that's the legacy I can one of the legacies I can leave here. Um, you know that I I think what I just heard you say, which I absolutely love about your approach, is it's this is what we had learning learning learning. That you you added to it, you improved it, you iterated it, soaring to the top. And then added to it and iterated, made it more powerful, no exceptions. So that that idea of we have a core here and, and we have a culture here that's based off of that. And I, I also love and appreciate the fact that you brought up the idea of that mantra that it's 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 constantly revisited. I can't think of a time that I am on your campus when there are <coughs> groups of adults or children gathered that that does not come out in one way or another because that's your core that's your mantra and and that's what you want to focus focus people on you you just said the the l word right the, the legacy i mean for i i can say without a doubt that your impact and influence will be everlasting with the adults and the children you have you have touched over the years over the, and i can speak, speak specifically for Avondale Elementary School District, you actually talked about, you know, a young man that you had in your sixth grade classroom in, in a completely other county here in Arizona, and yet you you left a lasting impression on him. What what do you believe will be your legacy? And, and what I should say, what do you hope to be your legacy from um, Desert Thunder and your time here in Avondale? Just love to have you share your reflections on that. Good question. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you know. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm not sure how to answer that. Uh, I would hope that you know. I don't have to go out and say this is what I my legacy to be. I hopefully that that's something that just uh, trying to think of the right word. It just kind of comes naturally and and will evolve based on what you know the others and you know my parents, my students, my staff kind of feel kind of like what's happened in the last 15 to 18 years here at Desert Thunder. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a very strong believer in, um, in a community school. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, uh, I don't believe that we, you know, I need to market bells and whistles or anything like that. It's, I want to create, I wanted to create, you know, a community school, a school that's parents want to send their kids to that kids want to come to that my teachers want to teach at, and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a safe community. It's a community that we're, you know, learning is an expectation and, you know, that, you know, they don't have to go elsewhere to find it. Um, you know, definitely, you know, when I talk about that, we do kind of have a niche now here at Desert Thunder with our dual language immersion program that we, yeah. that's been going on for what, I think seven years now. Mm -hmm. um, Phenomenal. Yeah. So we, we do get, we do get, uh, parents from out of district that come in for that but we have like you know one of the, the impre just talking about a community school is the you know the number of families that i have that have come back and you know they're they're you know their kids are going to school here now 
or they'll share with you know family and friends you know this is a great school you need to think about coming here and getting on a variance and coming to school here um you know some of the, you know there's families and some of them are our district employees now um arturo in technology he was yeah. a student of ours here his cousins went here his brothers went here you know his his there's one more um uh one more of his uh, family members that she's a seventh grader, I think this year, she's the youngest one, but, uh, you know, I've, you know, they, they're found and just knowing those different families that have been here, you know, I've had the older siblings, the little ones, now there's little ones. Um, so, I mean, that's, that, that makes me feel really good that, you know, they choose and they want to come back to desert thunder. It's not like, you know, we're going to, we're going to move out of the community and go elsewhere and find a school else somewhere else. It's, this is a school that we're happy with and we trust the administration we trust the staff we trust the, the the kids i mean we're not we're not perfect here we have some of the challenges that every school would have but uh but i think that it's an environment that they want to send their schools their kids to and want them to come to i i that that is an understatement is what i would say right um i do agree with you 100 i it goes back to that continuity of expectation the uh, you talked about um, your parents who often become, you know, leaders in their parent community, but then also become employees of Desert Thunder and are still there long after they're, they're, the impetus may be because, oh, my children are here, I'm going to work at Desert Thunder. And yet, even after their children promote out of high school and many after their children graduate from college, they are still uh, at Desert Thunder serving the community and, and continuing to see the vision of that. Just like I would imagine um, your, you talked about your principal tapping you and saying, you know what, Wayne, you really need to think about administration. You have a voice here that needs to be heard, needs to be a part of the, of the solution around education as a whole, as a leader and that impact that you can make. You do that for the adults in your world to elevate their they're, you know, hey, have you ever thought of being a paraprofessional? You are amazing with kids and, you know, all of those opportunities that you've afforded, not to mention the thousands and thousands and thousands of children that you have provided those high expectations, the opportunities to be successful and to see themselves into the future in a way that they may not have. And then, of course, you layer that in with their parents saying, he did that for me too. So you have a child whose parent had that same experience with you and that I, it actually just kind of gives me pause. Um, I will I, I will just share with the listeners who, who don't know that um, Wayne is an award-winning leader in the state of Arizona. He is a Rodell Exemplary Principal, which is the highest award or recognition that a principal in our state receives and it, it truly is about who he is as a leader and what we have all known is, is that leadership matters because leadership impacts what happens in an entire community and supports the education and the direction of what's of what's happening and not only does does Wayne do that but he does it in a way that truly uh, exemplifies excellence in everything he does and it's such an honor such an honor, Wayne, to have been able to work with you and to be able to have you as one of our incredible leaders here in Avondale. And I think back to what you said, I almost chuckled when you said 
you, you, you must have been outspoken in your first couple of years of um, teaching, which is why your principal tapped you and said you should go into administration. All I could think of was, is that what I find, Wayne, is that you're incredibly ref reflective and thoughtful. And when you're ready and you, you have something to say, everyone stops and listens because it it really does come a vantage point of how are we going to move our entire organization forward and you've just been such a huge part of that uh i i there's no doubt in, in my mind your legacy will be everlasting thank you so, thank you thank you for thank being you. here thank you for sharing your story with us i know that there's going to be a tremendous number of our listeners are going to want to hear from your voice and and i i will tell you we will feel your thank loss thank you thank you